First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 730 of First Class Fatherhood. I'm happy and honored, as always, to be here with you guys. And how's the weather outside? Well, that's the topic of today's conversation. We have got meteorologist Jason Fraser joining me on the podcast today. Jason Fraser is a meteorologist with Fox Weather. Last week was actually Fox Weather's second anniversary. They've been on the air for two years now, and Jason has been there since the beginning. He was there from day one. And Jason is now a new dad, and you guys know I love it when I have the opportunity to get new dads here on the podcast. Jason's wife, Romney, works mornings for NBC. Both of them are in New York. And as you guys know out there, it is an adjustment to balance this work life, especially when both people have got uh, careers going for themselves. We're going to get into that and so much more. Jason Fraser is going to be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Jason Fraser was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you want to watch today's conversation between the meteorologist and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and I have had the honor of interviewing several meteorologists over the last few years here, including Al Roker, Lee Goldberg, and the dancing weatherman Nick Koser who is here as well. A couple others, go through the archives, check them all out. And you know I've had a lot of the Fox News dads on here as well. Uh, Sean Hannity, Jesse Waters, you know the whole deal. So go through the catalog of dads that have joined me on the podcast here and check them all out. And Halloween is now behind us. I hope all you dads out there had fun trick-or-treating with the little ones. I know they had. we did the trunk-or-treat the week beforehand, and then they got the trick-or-treating in last night. So it was the whole, a whole bunch of candy for the kids, and hopefully you guys, the kids, enjoyed their costumes. I know there's a lot of creative ones. It's fun that we have so many places to go and see all these crazy costumes that the kids come up with today or the parents come up with for the kids via Instagram or uh, Facebook, whatever it may be. And now that Halloween is over, we turn our attention towards Thanksgiving, uh, then towards the Christmas season, which comes faster and faster on us every year. And right now, for the holidays, my pillow is ahead of the savings game. They're going to start your savings right now. You could save up to 80% off on my pillow using the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout. They've got hundreds of items to choose from. You know, my favorite, the mattress topper, but they got the Giza Dream Sheets, the slippers, the my pillow towels, the bathrobes, all of it. Get over to mypillow.com, check out the huge selection, and get in on the Black Friday savings right now. They're doing it early. Save up to 80% off on your order using the promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, so let's do this. As always, please help me spread the word about today's podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Every day is Father's Day right here on the podcast. Here comes my interview straight up with Jason Fraser on First Class Fatherhood. <laughs> Joining me now, First Class Father, Jason Fraser. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Good to see you. And, you know, look, it's always good to be in good company with fellow fathers because, you know, we're, we're a special breed. We're a special group of people. Not, you know, everybody gets a chance to be a father. So, you know, this is exciting for me. I agree with you. So let's do this. How many kids do you have? How old? So I have one. Uh, she is approaching five months old as of next week. Uh, she was born in November. Her name is Mahalia. And uh, it's been, I'll say, an exciting but humbling experience as a, as a father. 
Yeah, I, I love when I get a chance to talk to new dads. Now, you guys want it done here, or are you guys going to try to add some more? What, what's, what are we doing? You know, that's the multi-million dollar question. Uh, for right now, I just want to get through the first year, okay? <laughs> Once I get through the first year, you know, that, that may be something – that we'll talk about here, but you know, right now I'm uh, right now I'm trying to figure out how to cook dinner and warm a bottle and also keep her from crying all at the <laughs> same time here. <laughs> all right, I, I like your style, Jace. All right, if you could just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure. So uh, originally from New York, uh, studied political science in undergrad at Columbia University. Uh, took me like 20 years to pay off those loans. I uh, did about three and a half years in the banking world. So I got a little education about how the markets work, how to sell and how the banking system works. So that was pretty awesome. But, you know, I'm a big believer in you have to focus on what your gifts are and what works for you. And, you know, I just knew working in finance that I wanted to do something different. So uh, I tried TV reporting. Uh, I knew a person that knew a person and did it for a little bit and did it for nine years, worked in Rochester, New York, Columbus, Ohio, Hartford, Connecticut, and then Boston. Boston is where I had my, I call it my quarter life crisis. Cause at that point I was like, you know, I really want to do something different. And I've always been fascinated by weather. And I'm a big believer in, if you believe in yourself, the universe will respond to you and create those opportunities. And I knew that, um, if I was not going to go into weather at that point, it just wasn't going to happen. So I went back to school, ended up getting another job in Savannah, Georgia, which led to another job in Cleveland, Ohio. And that's how I ended up here in Fox Weather as a midday meteorologist now. Meteorologist. We don't go with weatherman anymore, do we? We don't, we don't go with that term. Is it meteorologist or weatherman? You know, I prefer the term meteorologist uh, because I think sometimes when people think of weatherman, you know, they just think of, oh, it's just you just talking about what happened and then that's it. Whereas I think as a meteorologist, you know, we like to break down the science of why, you know, um, I think back in the day, you know, we didn't have phone apps. And so, you know, we had to be, we had to be characters more, you know, to keep it <laughs> engaging. And I think now, you know, with technology, you almost have to create uh, a reason for people to stay engaged and stay watched, uh, stay watching, I should say. All right, well, take me back down about six months then, uh, uh, Jason. So how, how did becoming a father so far uh, change your perspective here on life? So it seems cliche, but everybody says that whenever you have a child, uh, it's going to change your life forever. And it, and it absolutely has. I think that there were some things that I used to be super focused on. And now I'm like, you know, that doesn't even that doesn't even matter. You know, I. Uh, you know, I think as a, as a married guy, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll be focused on like, hey, did I wash the dishes or, you know, why did my, you know, wife, you know, finish doing the laundry? When you have a kid, you're just hoping that the kid is just alive at the end of the day. Right. So, you know, I think the first way I think it's changed me is it's made me a much more patient man. Right. So I think what I've realized is everything is going to take time. And, and while I realized it before. I think, you know, when you're um, just an adult and you don't have to take care of someone else, I think you can be very focused on the little details. Whereas, you know, I think as a dad, you're more concerned about, did we get it done? Did, you know, is, is this something that is fruitful and is something that's going to be beneficial long term? Um, so I think that that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, you know, your children watch everything that you do, you know, even at a small age. and so. 
it has made me, I think, much more aware of, you know, how I interact both with my wife and my family. Uh, it's also made me a lot more aware of just some of my behaviors in terms of how I look at myself and, and how I treat other people. And the third way, you know, uh, that I think I, I've changed really has been thinking more long-term about, you know, being more inclusive, right? Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, before it was just my wife and I. So, you know, if we wanted to do something, well, we could just go out and do it. You know, whereas now it's really about how is this going to impact the baby short-term, long-term, you know, and, and like right now, for example, you know, we're trying to figure out, should we go the, the nanny route versus the daycare route, right? And I'm almost like pulling my hair out, you know, because there's there's the cost of a nanny, but then at the same time, I'm also thinking about all of the benefits, right? You can control your schedule. Uh, this one person is responsible just for your baby. But then I'm looking at the cost and I'm like, man, daycare seems so much more affordable. Uh, but then, you know, now you got to think about, well, is the baby going to get sick, you know, more periodically? Or, um, you know, what, what does this mean in terms of work schedule? You know, if something happens at the daycare, can I get right at home? So, you know, there is a much more, I think, worldly perspective that I have now as being a dad that maybe I didn't necessarily have six months ago. And Jason, too, it all obviously it also forces a much different relationship that you have with your spouse once this happens. Like I'm married now almost 19 years. We have four kids. And so um, I'm a completely different person now than the guy that met my wife, you know, 20 mm -hmm. years ago. So it, it definitely changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. And these things, like you say, that you never had to focus on before, a daycare or or nanny, a private school or a public school. Uh, so mm -hmm. all these different kind of conversations that you never even thought you'd have to have uh, all of a sudden become important. So, so far... What has it been like for you to watch your wife? I know she's in, in, in the news business as well. What has it been like to, to watch her so far become a mom and take on that role of motherhood? You know, it's been something that she's been looking forward to for years. I mean, early on, even when we were dating, you know, one of her first questions for me on our first date, I'll never forget it, was you want to be a father, you know, because having a family and building a family was so important. Uh, for her. And I've also noticed she's become a lot more patient, a lot more worldly in terms of her outlook and and in taking care of our family and making sure that everyone feels supported. Uh, I definitely feel like my wife listens more uh, to, you know, us, you know, and, and what our needs are. Um, I won't say that, you know, she has become I won't say that, and, and I have to be careful when I say this, but you know, and this has happened for me too. Um, I think a lot of times before you're a parent, um, you know, you're either very career centric or, you know, you're very us centric. And now, you know, being a parent forces you to be much more family centric, you know, so now, you know, there's the big question of, yes, you know, I may want this next career move to happen, or I may want this next level to happen, but now I have to think about, well, am I going to have enough time for my kid? you know, because I don't want to pawn my kid off, you know, with someone else. And so I think both of us are, are having more of those conversations about, you know, one, how can we still have successful careers, but at the same time, still be home and be good parents. Yeah, very well said. I know uh, many people, uh, you know, have some trouble in the beginning with that very same question. And it's a, and you, as long as you guys are on board with the plan, that's what matters. You know, so my wife stayed home for the first 13 years. Uh, this was the decision we both came to together after much discussion. And, and so that worked out for us. Now she's back. She works at the church that my kids go to school with. Uh, but so those are things that, that do come up that have to be have to be on ball with that. Otherwise, it's a disaster. And what would you say? 
Uh, another thing you got to kind of, you know, get on board together is the type of values that you want to instill in your kids. So what would you say are the top values that you're hoping to instill in your daughter growing up? Well, I think the, the first thing uh, first is always treating people how you want to be treated. And I know that, that, again, that sounds cliche, but, you know, I think in our society where, you know, we constantly tweet Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, that's right. I think you can many times forget about, you know, why are we here? You know, we're human beings. We like to interact with people. And so how you interact with people is how they are going to treat you. And, you know, that's going to also impact, you know, how you are going to not only feel about yourself, but also, you know, long term, the opportunities that are going to be bestowed upon you. I think the second you know, part of this is also instilling uh, values in her uh, of believing in herself. You know, I come from a family uh, where we were working class. Um, you know, being on television, uh, my family, we, we didn't do that. What are, what are you talking about? You know, uh, my dad at one time, he was a trucker. You know, my mom at one time, you know, she was a recruiter. She worked in HR. She did a little bit of real estate. And so, you know, but both of my parents really instilled in me this idea that you can make the impossible possible. All it takes is just believing in yourself. And making sure that you create a plan and you execute that plan. So I want my daughter Mahalia to know that it doesn't matter, you know, what situation that you are facing. Um, the biggest battle that you are ever going to fight is in your head. And as long as you have convinced yourself that you can do it and that you can achieve it, everything else, you know, is going to line up. And I think the last thing is uh, about the importance of, you know, having God in your life. Um, you know, I'm 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 a spiritual guy. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm religious. I would say I'm I'm very spiritual. You know, I believe in karma. You know, I believe that when you do good, good will naturally follow you, and opportunities will naturally you know happen for you. And you know, but you have to also believe that you know we're not in control. There's something else. There is a higher purpose for your life. There is a reason why you are here at this moment. You know, in history. And so as long as you are okay, you know, with that understanding and that belief, and you have a spirit to serve at some point, uh, that's going to be a very happy man. Yeah, very well said, Jason. I, I think it's the key to what's going on in our entire country right now, just the fact that we have such a, a, a godless and a fatherless society right now combined with a lawless one, and it's just wreaking disaster in our country. But uh, the fact that kids don't have that father figure in their life uh, to instill these kind of values in them. But we're seeing the results of those play out all over our country. And one of those uh, aspects is a disciplined portion that comes from the father. And I know that, you know, I definitely discipline different than my, my wife does. We kind of play off one another. It's a disciplined style that we've developed over the years. Uh, but it's definitely it's different than the discipline style that my my father and my mother used on me. So I know you guys only six months. There's no discipline necessary yet. But have you had conversations about uh, spanking timeouts? Have you talked about how di how you plan on disciplining your daughter and and what was the discipline style you grew up with? Yeah, you know, I think to your point, it, it's different for everyone and, and every parent. And I think the the challenge I've always had is every parent always thinks that they do it well and, and it works for them. You know, but I have I've always said, you know, what works in your marriage may not necessarily work in mine and vice versa. And and so you have to figure out what works for you. Um, you know, we have talked about discipline and and how we want to approach it. Um, our belief is that, you know, before spankings, you got to level with people. You know, you have to say, hey, you know, what, what, what were you thinking when you did that? And make sure that they understand uh, that, you know, why it was wrong or why you need to you know, do it differently. 
Um, you know, look, I grew up in a, in a, in old school, you know, uh, in a household where, yeah, you know, if, uh, if you did something wrong and you kept talking back, yeah, no, there would be a belt that would come out. Uh, and, you know, and understand that even after you got the belt, there were still going to be repercussions, uh, later on, <laughs> you know, in terms of TV timeouts and no desserts and, you know, some of the other stuff, you know, I'm not. We, we haven't gotten to that level, you know, in, in really talking about a, a plan. I, I know that it's, you know, coming around, uh, but I've always taken the perspective of if you talk to people, including kids, and you have a better understanding of when you talk to them, why they're doing what they're doing, um, a lot of times that can be way more effective than, than spanking. Yes. I, I, and, you know, some of this stuff, it's so much learn on the job training, like until you're confronted with the situation uh, and you have a plan, everything kind of goes haywire and you're like, man, I was going to do this, but now I ain't doing that. You know, so it's a lot of it is um, a lot of it is on the job practice here, I think, for so much of it. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, JC, because I read here that you were an aspiring pilot. Is that yeah. st- now is, is that still the case after becoming a father? Is that something you still look to pursue or is becoming a father kind of changed that aspiration a little bit? Look, I, I, I approach life that you always need to have different categories, right? Uh, different interests. Um, so uh, I, I DJ and I officiate weddings, you know, and um, I only do it part time just because this is my main job being a, a meteorologist. Uh, but, you know, in addition, you know, I still have a fascination with flying. I love traveling. I plan to take Mahalia to several, you know, different countries when, you know, she is of age. Because uh, I want her to experience it. And I want her to have a worldwide view, uh, not only of herself, but also understanding that, yes, you may be raised here in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, you know, wherever we ultimately decide. Uh, but you are one piece of this very large, complex uh, puzzle here. So uh, maybe, you know, one day I'll finally get my pilot's license and, you know, I'll just say, hey, come on in, get in the plane and, you know, we can just fly anywhere. Uh, but right now I'm really focused on, on raising her, but you never know one day, you know, you, you might, you might hear me somewhere saying, Hey, flight attendants, please be seated. We're approaching <laughs> some uh, turbulence. Uh, who knows? But right now I'm having, I'm having way too much fun being a meteorologist. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't want her to think that the tri-state area is the entire world here. That's for sure. No, no. And you know, <laughs> I, I, I also understand that, you know, some, some people, unfortunately, you know, don't have, uh, you know, the, the resources to get, you know, from point A to, to, to point B. Uh, so, you know, growing up, you know, we, didn't, we, we came from a working class family. So, you know, we didn't do a lot of traveling. Traveling for us was, you know, going to New Jersey or, or driving to Baltimore. Uh, you know, so I, I'd maybe been on a plane, you know, the first 15 years of my life, maybe uh, five or six times, even though I was always fascinated with flying. Um, now I'm probably on a plane, <laughs> probably uh, once a quarter, you know, if I can, because uh, I, I just I love traveling. Well, I do as well, Jason. And, you know, I've had uh, several other meteorologists on the show here. Lee Goldberg, Al Roker has been on. And, uh, you know, I'm always curious because when it comes to time to plan these events that are coming up, like when it's your daughter's birthday or when you have the baptism or whatever it is, you have some kind of event. Everybody's got to look to you to say, hey, what's the weather going to be here? Like, do you have to come up big uh, on those things for your family? Or are they disappointed if you get it wrong? I mean, do, do they, they they get hard on you with all that stuff? No, so it's funny that you mentioned that because about two months ago, uh, actually, no, I'm sorry, uh, last month, uh, it feels like it was two months ago, uh, we did an event with some very close family and, and friends 
and we wanted an opportunity to introduce the baby to our, excuse me, to our extended family. And so the one question I kept getting was, hey, this is going to be an outside event. What's the weather going to be like? And, you know, I, I, I tell everybody this. I love talking about the weather. I really, really want to make sure that the weather is uh, fine for whatever event that you have, especially if it's me. But I'm just the messenger, okay? So, you know, if, if the good Lord decides that, you know, he wants to do something else, uh, you got to take it up with him. Uh, it's not me. But, you know, yeah, we, there, there was a little bit of pressure for that party. And, you know, her birthday is going to be, you know, obviously next summer. And I know we're probably going to do something outdoors. So uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing. So uh, I may have to bribe God and say, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'll give you the best weather report. If you can just help me be a good father and have these parties outside in good weather. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I always wonder that just because like so many of the ice breaking conversations are usually about the weather, right? Everyone, usually those are the eye that, and that's your field of expertise here. So sure. it's always got to be a little, a little tricky when you do that. Now, let me just ask you before I, before I close this out, uh, are you, how are the pipes here, Jace? Are you a lullaby guy at night here with your daughter? Are you singing songs to try to put her to sleep? How's that? Are you reading baby stories? What's the, are you a storyteller? How does that work so far? I'm a big fan of storytelling. And sometimes you got to put a little modern spin on it and maybe change some of the names to make it feel a bit more personalized. In terms of singing, the good Lord told me a long time ago, son, that that's not, that is not your gift. Your gift is speaking and storytelling. Stick with it, and we'll we'll get you to some places that you've never been to. But singing, uh, I, I will tell you right now, if I hit an A note, uh, you would probably uh, exit this conversation. <laughs> clear the building all right well jason i love to ask um all the new dad well not all the new dads all the dads that i get on the podcast you being a new dad maybe you could use some advice given to you or you could give your best advice what i love to ask all the dads that i get on the podcast is what type of advice do you have for that other new dad that's out there or for that about to be father who's listening i would say be patient with yourself everything that you're concerned about it will eventually work itself out it always does and just give yourself grace. Just know that in the end, this is a new thing, both for you, both your spouse, and even for your kid too. I mean, your kid's trying to figure it out too. So don't think that you need to fix everything. Don't think that you need to figure everything out. It, it will naturally come. Just let the process naturally do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, well said. I love the message. It's been a lot of fun for me. Uh, Jason Fraser, you're a first-class father all the way, and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Great to be a part of this, and thank you so much for the opportunity. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.